Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the podcast that takes a subject and, as the name suggests, cast views. This week, I'm both extremely excited and extremely nervous at the same time because I've finally got the amalgamation of pods together that I've been trying to for a while and the planets have aligned and I've got them now. So I've got in kind of reverse order on my screen, I've got two thirds of the, the Game Club pod and one half of two blokes from blo- I didn't think I'd have to do maths on this. <laughs> one half of two blokes from Blighty. I've got Slade and Joey from Game Club Pod. Hi, you two. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm okay. very good, thank you. Like I said, a bit nervous about all this because I'm going to throw into the mix now. I've got Josh Scar from Talking Smack. Oh, you mean Josh? Forget about it. Let's go. Hey, we'll walk we'll in, Josh. Out the you pizza, get that shit out of here. I ain't no pizza in Chicago. So much oh, you got the beat in Chicago and everything. Da nah, bears. Hi, Josh. Uh, oh. <laughs> go, go, Pat, go. Just, just thank, Josh. Thank you, Joey. I was going to make a joke about me throwing my voice here for a second, and then Slade had to throw in Dot Bears. <laughs> it's all right, Josh. You could do your, your British accent now. It's fine. We're all friends here. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Dan, I'm always impressed at how well you change into your your hosting voice, because when we're talking, you're just sitting there going, oh, hey there, what you doing there, guys? <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. No, well, welcome one and all. How, how are we all doing today? I'm even better now I'm in a call with Josh. That's true. I've, this, I've missed him. This is like the highlight of my Saturday. I get to hang out with y'all. Oh, sick of me. The only thing that would make this better for me is if Ricky were here too, but uh, I'll settle for the three of you. Aww. <laughs> right, so I'm, I'm trying to work this out because we've all had links, so... I've had Josh on before. We were discussing this. We've done an episode about, I think it was season one or season two, about changing episode endings. Josh and Joey, you had your Talking Lasso show, haven't you? We have, yeah. We have. And Nick Arlt, we haven't forgotten about you. We will figure out a way to do a a complete wrap-up episode that we will also discuss your manifesto. And... Yeah, and we've all, well, I, I was going to say it seems sounds dodgy, but we've all kind of mixed with each other, haven't we? So, <laughs> yes, the pool has been contaminated. Yeah. So, tell you what, I'm going to go reverse order because this time, reverse, reverse order because we kind of didn't let Josh really speak properly at the start. So, Josh, how's, how's things going with Talking Smack at the moment? Uh, really well. We, uh, depending on when this episode comes out, uh, we recently wrapped up our massive month where we had um, Massiverse creators, uh, Matt Groom, which his Kickstarter did get funded. So if you listen to Talking Smack and you funded, thank you so much. Uh, We had Melissa Flores, who is just fantastic. And uh, I just read Power Rangers number 112, which is just a a beautiful comic book. Uh, I can't recommend anything Melissa does enough. And then Kyle Higgins, who is like my comic book hero. uh, He's the same age as me, but it's really weird to like, be like this guy is my hero he he looks i look up to him because he's so cool uh that that was a really fantastic interview which you guys haven't listened to yet that'll be up this coming monday we cover stuff from like his physical health to his mental health to his uh the way he works on comics uh and i i just i'm really proud of how this these last like three weeks of episodes have turned out for us uh, it's been a really good month so far, so this will go out, I think, once it's wrapped up. I just want to say that I said this to Josh before. He did an episode where it was rent-free moments uh, in your head, and of all of the Talking Smack episodes, of which there are a lot, that is my favourite. 
um, I think is absolutely brilliant. I, I think that is our best episode. Um, I think it gives everyone a good idea of like who Alex and I are. Plus, it gives a, it gave us a really good breadth of stuff to talk about and like tangent off of. Well, and on that, I'm not going to give it away, but Josh has actually given me an idea in that vein for my show, which he'll be on when I can schedule him in again. So uh, more on that at a future date. Forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Josh. Joey, I'll pick on you for Two Blokes from Blighty, which is, I I just love that show. So, So you've just, well, as of recording, you've wrapped up your second season, haven't you? Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything because we'll be back next Wednesday. We just decided pretty much to what I did. Yeah. Put an arbitrary number on how many episodes are in a season. But um, Dan was a, an ever-present um, spirit on Two Blokes from Blighty as he won. I, I, I love it. Mad shit contest um, by sharing his penis fish with the world. <laughs> um, but I, I'm less interested in two blokes from Blighty. I'd rather plug just football because it's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come, we'll come back round to that. Thank you because you're you're like an ever present on that. So just like I'm two blokes from Blighty. And um, before we move on, though, just so I still haven't got my t-shirt yet, but we'll just leave that there. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully when this goes well. out, yeah, scam. Yeah. Otherwise, this is just going to be a conversation between me, Josh, and Slade when it goes out. Right. right. Um, <laughs> just one question. Where do you get your ideas for that show from? I need to know <laughs> what goes on in your heads. I don't know. So I don't I don't usually prepare for them. Tim Tim has this app that he uses called Obsidian and he talks about it a bit in Two Blokes from Blighty where it basically he thinks of a topic every single day that he wants to research and it connects to the other topics and it makes this insane map that just looks really impressive. But then when you focus on the individual points of that map, it's like what comes out when a cat does a sick and it's like (laughs) and it's usually tim that brings all of the ideas and i just bounce off of him every now and then i will see a story on tiktok or youtube or you send it to me or someone sends it to me that we talk about um i don't know how we're going to fill the space where um tim's cryptocurrency (laughs) journey used to be um I was wondering about that because you were like, oh, if anyone wants to sing the jingle, I'm like, why is why do you need a jingle now that the crypto's done? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we might do something with crypto and that sounds really mysterious. Like I have something planned, but I promise you I have nothing <laughs> planned. Well, you're not going to live off all the profit Tim made from crypto this series, are you? <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments in any podcasting. You can hear me crying on the microphone laughing yep. when I revealed how much Tim made. I won't spoil it, but he's uh, he's not going to move to an island anytime soon. Payne Sims are going to have a, a nice life, though. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like that moment in The Simpsons where um, Lisa breaks. Oh, what's, what's that? That character, you know, right early on in Valentine's, and, and Bart keeps pausing the video, says, You can see this is a moment you break yes. his heart. Or Wasn't like that, that, um, Ralph Martin? Wiggum? That's no, it. it's Ralph Wiggum, yeah, Ralph, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, it's the I choo choose you episode, yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah, it. That's it. is that <laughs> also right. the episode where Ralph reveals that there's a leprechaun in his sandpit? Uh, that's one of my favorite simpsons lines and over here's the leprechaun he tells me to burn things i think so um, but looking at slade's face i can tell you now he's never watched the simpsons all right well as you as you tag slade in slade <laughs> uh, for you i'm gonna go game club pod and between two pods so, so yeah how's that going 
you know, game clubs always going really good. I, I have an idea on, but you know, I feel like I've had Josh on for the most amount of uh, game club pod because he and I did an episode together with just the two of us for Tunic. That was a lot of fun. Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then we've had him on for Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Wasn't? Yes. And then uh, Between Two Pods wrapped up its first season, I'm tentatively calling it. I'm talking to a lot of other podcasts at the moment, trying to get things scheduled, but you know how people are in life. And I have to give a thank you to Dan, you and Josh, because uh, the first guest I'm having back is uh, I'm having the movie wire, Justin Henson on. Oh, nice. And I'm yeah. really, I'm really excited about that because I like doing, uh, for those of you who don't know, Between Two Pods, it's like an interview show. I've had Josh, I've had uh, Joey on, <laughs> and I've had uh, Dan on as well. But it's a, it's a fun little interview show, and I always find it's a test of my skills when I have somebody from a podcast that is nothing related to what I normally do or enjoy. I can't so wait for the fun. first question, what is a movie? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because inf- infamously, you know, I don't really do movies or anything. So it's uh, I don't, it should be a lot of fun. The second season's looking to be lined up for a lot of really good people, so... So check them all out. I mean, I, I feel now the episode's probably done now, the amount of time we've been recording. So, um, yeah, we'll see you next week. What if we just plugged everything, right? That's <laughs> yeah, so go, yeah, so go check them all out. And as Joey said, also check out Just Football. Yeah, the only thing I do need to get, Joey, I need to get yourself and Tim on Casting Views for an episode. He, he seems elusive. Yeah, uh, he is uh, part of that. He's definitely loose he's a loose cannon <laughs> you never know um i don't we're recording tomorrow i don't mind telling all of you um when dan when is this coming out it's about three weeks to, okay no, two weeks great. tomorrow two weeks tomorrow great so this this story will come out on wednesday tim sent me a picture yesterday um and before it, he said guess who decided to shave their head and then it followed very quickly <laughs> very quickly with a with a follow-up text that said guess whose clippers decided to die after doing one third of his head and he sent me um this pi- i don't know how well it's going to come out and sorry i know this is audio based but he sent me this picture <laughs> so that's going to be a topic on uh, on this week's two blokes <laughs> he looks like a punk from like a, a 1980s futuristic sci-fi dystopia <laughs> i've got a funny story like that but that's that's going to be off air so we'll talk about it afterwards right so so yeah so check out talking smack two blokes from variety game club Bob, between two pods just football and uh, casting views obviously right i want to play an ad from some friends and i want to say you'll probably hear two blokes from blighty but you probably still haven't got you won't have a trailer ready by this point so it just in case you might hear from them if not you're going to hear from some other friends of the show hi i'm a bloke and i'm another bloke and we are from blighty my name is joey i'm joined by my co-host tim hi where every single wednesday we come at you through the game club pod podcast feed with our show, Two Blokes from Blighty. I tried to think about the kind of topics that we talk about on Two Blokes from Blighty. Tim, what's your favourite topic that we've ever spoken about across our three seasons? The fiasco of me shaving my head. Mine is the fiasco of you shitting on a toilet seat. <laughs> if those sound like things you want to hear about, join us every Wednesday by searching Game Club Pod in your podcast provider. Just makes my life sound a little bit tragic, really, doesn't it? <laughs> Would you listen to that show, Tim? I would. I I don't think I would. No. 
No. <laughs> right, we, we are back. The episode I got you on for was to discuss what if superheroes were real. Um, obviously, just towards the end, well, the last episode of season three was um, Joey and Slade about what if video game logic was real. So I'm looking forward to this. Firstly, though, and I am planning on just sitting back and letting you, the whole reason for having three of you was because I, I kind of don't want to do too much talking. So I'll let you, you three <laughs> go for it. Before we get into that, though, I just to get into your psyche, who are your, who's your favorite and worst superheroes? And I'm going to go straight to Josh, because obviously, just look at him. Well, you threw me a curveball by asking who my least favorite is, because I, I subscribe to the idea that there are no bad superheroes, just bad writers. But like my my favorite superheroes, if we're talking like mainline, it's Captain America, Nightwing, Superman, Batman's up there, but he's not like my favorite. Uh, Spider-Man, obviously, uh, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. Um, I like the I like the Boy Scouts and the the fan people like Kamala Khan. Um, but if uh, favorite or least favorite hero, I mean, again, if we're talking just strictly on, uh, off of like the Marvel DC logic, I would probably put Batman pretty low just because I feel like he is overhyped. His superpower is being rich. Yes, <laughs> superpower is money. I figured you were going to say like Hawkeye for like... because Oh no, like Hawkeye's the, fantastic. But he seems like the least useful, right? He's the heart. You need the heart. Do you though? Yeah, do. How many have you money? can't make Captain say Planet without oh. heart. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Have I split us apart already? Because, yeah, my answer is going to probably uh, mean Joey, uh, Josh won't get on well. Cheers, Josh. Slade, how about yourself? So mine's not going to be a... Well, it's still very popular, but uh, from the world of anime, there's one called My Hero Academia. It's full of superheroes, and it's essentially kind of like... <laughs> so Joey's shaking his head. Because <laughs> Joey's watched it, and he knows it's good. Anyways, so it's from the uh, world of... Joey's super- never seen an anime. That's that's what I've heard. It's, it's, the, biggest, it's the biggest lie. I'm it's the biggest lie <laughs> in the club. But Sorry, anyways, Slade, you carry on. <laughs> anyways, it's from the world of... Uh, my hero academia and it'd have to be uh todoroki or icy hot so his power essentially is that half his body he kind of takes a, a bit of a play from uh, avatar the last airbender if you've seen it but half of his powers is half ice half fire so that's why they call him icy hot right so using a combination of both he's able to not only like defeat enemies easily but he can also capture and it makes him really useful and very epic but i'm gonna stand by my uh hawkeye for being Sorry, just because it's, it's, it's digging under Josh, so I'm just gonna stick with it. <laughs> it's it's the power of an archer. All right, uh, what else is there? He's also rich. <laughs> Batman with a bow. All right, sure. Batman with a <laughs> yeah. bow and not a oh cool my God, card. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Batman with a bow and not a cool card. That's all I'm uh, learning here. All right. <laughs> Cheers, Slade. Uh, Joey, how about you? So controversially, I actually think supervillains are far more fun than superheroes. Yes. I've said this before. I think I've told Josh. Um, I think supervillains are fun because their motives aren't just, I want to be good and save the people and stop the villain. Their motives are always really interesting, um, but I'm a big fan of the Joker in terms of supervillains. If you actually want a superhero, um, Batman is pretty cool because, you know, the money thing. Um, My least favorite superhero is Ant-Man because it's really, really, really boring. He gets really (laughs) small. That's it. It's really small. But he um, can also become giant man where he becomes really, really, really big. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't won him over. 
I think <laughs> I did. You, yeah, that seemed pretty enthusiastic. <laughs> For me, I think, well, I'm going to say um, I'm cheating because I I can't think of a least favourite, so I was just cruel to all of you. For me, favourite, <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, just because when I was collecting books, and I had to get rid of a lot when I moved house because I downsized, um, I tended to gravitate towards, I, I really did like Batman and Spider-Man. I think their stories I tended to read a lot of. And actually, I did, although it's not a single hero, but I did get into, from a few years ago, I did quite like the, the X-Men runs. So, what was it? It was the, the House of... Um, oh, I can't remember. They House did of few, M? Uh, well, no, they did... did there, they there's do... House of M, House of X, and a... Yeah. And, but House of M is the big one where... Uh, mm. I think that's the Magneto one where he, that was <clears throat> where he has his own island and where it's like a mutant haven and then it gets destroyed or something. Or is it the so, Wanda one where she creates an alternate universe and she has kids with vision? Yeah, yeah, that was M, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. But in terms of least favourite, I think pff, stretchy ones. Any any stretchy heroes, stretchy I think. I just, you have, you <laughs> just haven't read the good ones. Plastic Man is one I think you would really enjoy. I just had, to think, of, I, I just had <laughs> to think of one, yeah, just to, to not cheat. But yeah. Okay, right. So we've, we've said that. And Joey, you, you raise a you, you raise a very good point. Villains as well. I should have said villains. So, what if superheroes and villains are real? So, what what can we start thinking? How's the world going to be? What problems they going to have? What problems are we going to have? I guess the first question I have for you is: in this imaginary world, I think we need some some rules set first. Does everyone get superpowers, or do we get a few people with superpowers? Right, that's a good question. Actually, or we could either have we could either have few people, or you could even have if. You had like the Hulk, Spider Man, or Speedsters, or, or fl- as I've affectionately called them, flyers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, think... so it's up to you. This is this is casting views. There are no rules. Oh my god, you've <laughs> opened up a wormhole here. Dan. We're just casting the view. We don't have to have rules. <laughs> yeah. There's no casting rules here. So the the first thing I think is if like say for example the Avengers were a thing, no one would live in big cities because the whole thing gets destroyed in every single movie yeah. that they're in. Um you think and... about the insurance rates on like your apartment, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean that and is like... a bad of this idea. Insurance companies would pretty much cease to exist because they wouldn't be able to stay in business. Right. Mm, yeah but i like that this is a really interesting subject and we went straight to the most boring element of it <laughs> right <laughs> no but i mean I've, I've got that so i had like the hulk so i've got yeah i mean he, just him alone every time he changes <laughs> he's going to wipe out a city block right and and it's amazing how they always seem to recover really quickly in the films i mean i don't know about in the states but over here it, it well it's taken about 12 months just to do put a central reservation in the stretch of the motorway by me so you know let alone rebuilding half a city that the avengers seem to destroy this is really why you had me on right for building standards and everything to know how long it would actually take that's (laughs) the villains would see it and like six months later in in the uk and be like Mm, it's already been attacked let's not do that again (laughs) would that be oh that you know that's actually a really good idea what if you started building yeah, brand new buildings, but to look disheveled. But this way, it kept it kept the villains from being like, ah, oh, it's kind of a bad area. We shouldn't attack there. The rich people obviously aren't there. Like it's a you know an urban camouflage. <laughs> right? Villains typically have a really strong moral compass. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's not going to stop the Joker, is it? <laughs> I don't know. He pays his taxes, so uh, you know. 
the other thing I had about the Hulk is he'd be done on indecency indecency charges as well, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, we're not buying this whole um, th- those tiny little bit of pants stay on every time, right? So <laughs> I like the thought that someone goes. We don't know who he is. We need to arrest him for these indecency charges. Oh, well, it's the guy who buys 45 pairs of jeans every month at his local supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just start tracking everybody's Walmart receipt, right, for, like, mm. buying clothes or whatever. <laughs> Let your imagination fly with this in terms of, oh, well, we could have X percent of the population if you want get it yeah yeah so the the show i brought up like 95 percent of the world has superpowers but not everybody's like is useful right like one of the <laughs> one of the characters moms all she can do is make light objects like float so nothing heavy or anything but you know if she needs like her phone from across the room can like yank it to her but that's like the extent of the power so obviously you're not going to be a hero with that what if you get stuck with some mediocre power that's you know objectively useful but you know you can never be a superhero with it ant-man did it <laughs> it's good for breaking and entering he should be a villain if we think about it by the end of this show i've got to think of how the floaty man or floaty person is the hit hero of the story <laughs> right. you just got to get the right writer on it yeah. there you go there you go if you had a power what would your most useful what power would you want i'm looking at josh <laughs> yeah so am i um, he is a superhero expert if we're honest <laughs> if if I'm saying anything, I would probably want Spider-Man's powers, being able to crawl on the walls. And like, obviously, you don't get the web shooters if you're not going by the, the Raimi films, but still just like enhanced metabolism. You don't have to worry about working out, can crawl around the house, get wherever you need to get. I, I think that'd be pretty fun. I like that you limited it to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Josh having a meeting on like the 32nd floor or something. And he's not, oh, y'all take the elevator. I'm going to go up the fun way. And just see yeah. I'd run up the stair, run up there because that makes sense. Spider-Man breaks so much of his own logic, but this, this will be um, a, I think we should ask this. Who is your favorite villain, Josh? Favorite villain. Um, Gore the God Butcher is a really good one from the new Thor comics uh, when Jason Aaron took over. Uh, but if we're talking like a legacy villain, uh, I mean, the Joker is hard to top in a lot of those situations just because he is such a versatile villain. He can do so many different things. He can outsmart Batman in certain cases or he can, in other cases, recruit people to help out muscle him. But yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to I'd say the Joker, maybe Kingpin in, in Marvel. Uh, Kingpin, again, is versatile because he can go toe-to-toe with pretty much everyone. Okay. Both mentally and physically. But isn't the Joker's power being mentally unstable? <laughs> well, I think that's what's great, that they just let yeah. him, he's so unhinged. They just let him go wild. That's Yeah, yeah that's the fun. He I, cuts his face off, doesn't he? In, 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 yeah, in, yeah in, in the New 52, or just around yeah. the, the time the New 52 happens, he, he has his face cut off, and when he comes back during the New 52, it's basically just held on by a bungee cord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, something, there's something about just letting essentially an unhinged person go wild and that i think that is really interesting could you imagine having to deal with that in your day-to-day life right you're just trying to commute to work you obviously have not seen the people that i work with work work from home would be much more common (laughs) do you think it'd be more common i think so i mean why would you pay people to commute when the highway is about to be destroyed because captain marvel or wonder woman or someone is having a fight with a giant person could you picture making that phone call to your boss Hey, Greg, it's me. Yeah, they're fighting on the bridge again. <laughs> I, I don't know when I'll be in. 
Green Lantern just did a thing and now the bridge is out. And I think he made a Hot Wheels track for everyone, but I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't I don't feel safe. Can I can I just work from the house today? And your boss would be like, We really need to relocate this office. This is dreadful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't know if metropolitan areas would really exist in a, a world with actual superheroes. Cause I was thinking about that. Uh one of my questions that came up when considering this premise is do you have like a, a superhero universe or at least like in the MCU where there's like a large collective of heroes in one location, or is it more like pre Marvel studios stuff where like Batman is the only superhero who exists in his universe. Spider-Man is the only superhero who exists in his universe. So like the damage is a little more minimal because there's only one person fighting maybe once every week. Okay. It's still a lot of damage. Yeah, and like people are still it's it's a weird conundrum because you you want to have fun with the idea but then you're you run into so many little logical loopholes. It's like the practicality of it, right? Yes. And and the other thing is, you know somewhere somehow there would be some kind of regulation for the superheroes, right? Well, that, that brings me to uh, the point I I was going to bring up, which is, um, I don't know if either of you guys have seen uh, The Boys or Invincible on Amazon Prime. Um, Invincible, I think, is a much better comic, but the, the show is really good. But The Boys, um, I think that's one that actually improves on the assignment plug for a Talking Smack episode, where they would be corporatized. There would be a big corporation behind the heroes. There'd be a big PR push for them because, you know, they're all going to be assholes. And uh, there'd be merchandise up the wazoo. Uh, I, I think the boys really nails what a real world situation with superheroes would be. And also in in the boys, spoiler alert, the heroes are manufactured. So like if they were able to manufacture heroes, you would probably think they manufacture supervillains as well. So they're they're basically pushing their own agendas. I like that idea about them being yeah behind a corporation. But I actually had that they'd probably all be influencers in this day and age that <laughs> you know they all have their insta accounts and like you know can you imagine batman is like holding a almost lifeless body of the joker up and saying hey i've got him again you know and it, you know how many likes can i get and i'll pummel him his face again or something like that hashtag love my life for 200 <laughs> 200 likes i'll punch his i'll break his nose you know or i was thinking the other way dad what if it's you know, they're giving a speech or whatever. And then they're like, I'd also like to say that this is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. And they just have to do the whole ad read, right? Ridge Wallet, you know, and just. Yeah, there'd definitely be some sort of monetization there, wouldn't there? Can we be real that if this was a world where superheroes exist, there would be more supervillains than there would be superheroes because people really like having lots of money. And if they have an advantage over everyone else to get that money or that power, I think more people would rather take that than be the anonymous good guy. Yeah. Is that me well, being cynical and depressing? No. Or? no, not at all. And But I, I think that does bring up something that uh, I've been meaning to mention to Slade in the Discord where he was talking about how he doesn't get Spider-Man. Uh, and then Joey <laughs> mentioned that villains are more interesting, which if you go back and read Spider-Man's origin, it is a villain's origin story. He's selfish. Uh, he, gets he gets powers. He's selfish. He's doing all these bad things to gain money and admiration. And then he... Uncle Ben dies and that's what causes him to shift and swerve back into the lane of doing good because he realizes what Uncle Ben was trying to teach him. Wait, right. Uncle Ben dies? 
<laughs> no way. <laughs> Spoiler, Josh. Gosh. Um, but also, Slade, you need to watch the first film because he has a wrestling match with Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, he does. Yes. yes. <laughs> does he really? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. The thing about Spider-Man, and this is where I'm going to shout out Dan S from Just Football because the idea for this came about two years ago from a conversation we had and he said, the thing about Spider-Man, if Spider-Man was real and we're thinking about the webbing, that webbing isn't going to degrade quickly. So would we not just have like piles and piles of this webbing just lying around for days or weeks on end until it degrades? What if you lived in the city, right? Like New York, where Spider-Man's from. And, you know, he's whipping around, but that, you know, the web's rather thick when you think about it. And you're just in your apartment at night and, you know, he <laughs> detaches it from himself and then that webbing goes... Yeah. into your window yeah. at like one in the morning that's scared of a jesus study he's only useful i mean actually we're going to take out I, I was thinking about this and I, I know he's got all these fancy suits now as well but he's also only really limited to cities isn't he because once he gets out in the wide open he's got nowhere to cling those webs to there's this great uh gift somebody made forever ago i'll see if i can find it but it's spider-man but he lives in like the middle of a farm and he like runs off the top of the farmhouse and there's nothing for him to grab onto. So you just see the web go off in the distance and he face palms into the ground. <laughs> he could attach to anything heavier than him, I think. Um, just to be on Josh's side with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, to push up my nerd glasses here, um, Spider-Man's webbing also dissolves after an hour. Oh, okay. It's because it's chemically created and he does it intentionally to make sure no one can like reverse engineer the formula to figure out where he's making it. I see. That would make sense. That would make <laughs> sense. Which is where the Tobey Maguire one makes no sense because it's organic, which again, no one could trace it since it, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't have any chemical compounds like, Oh, they use chlorine in this and that yeah, where he also does a funny emo dance in the third one. So <laughs> it makes sense for it. <laughs> Joey, what would your power be then? And you can't have Spider-Man because that's gone now. Sorry. Yeah. I think I'd, I don't really like loads of attention, so I'd like a power that's quite discreet. I would like the power that every time I'm either driving, when I'm driving, it's always a green light, or every time I get to a train station or a bus stop, the train or bus just gets there. That would be my power. And everyone would go, oh, you're so lucky. And I go, what can I say? And that's it. Would this be the power of convenience? Is that what you're wanting? <laughs> Isn't that Domino from Deadpool? I don't know. Don't know Deadpool know. well enough. She, she gets yeah. all the luck. Yeah, there you go. The, no, I think the power of convenience. Oh, Slade, Slade's hey. there. Yeah, that's uh, Domino that you're referring to, Dan. Uh, Joey, what are you drinking? Um, just a just a lovely drink. Dan's not sponsored by them like we are. So yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not giving them attention. <laughs> so, speaking of this brand, we're not going to mention. Mm, I had never delicious. heard of them until you guys started talking about them on Two Blokes from Blighty, and then this last week, I have seen nothing but people having these walking around mm. i did not see them until this last week and now all of a sudden they're everywhere i'm contractually obliged to sit like this <laughs> even though we're complaining we're all still in our prime that's all i'm saying <laughs> definitely should see it on amazon prime you've given two brands to shout out there there slade well done amazon prime not a not a sponsor of casting views but could be <laughs> <laughs> Joey picked a uh, convenience, so <laughs> moving swiftly on to Slade, right? Slade, and sorry, but you can't pick the power of convenience of, of good luck, okay? So that's gone. So. 
because I'm I'm so impatient when it comes to travel. I would just want like fast travel, essentially. Not really teleport. I'm fine with time passing as I get there. I just don't want to do the whole journey involved, if that makes sense. Just sleep. Just sleep through That's, the journey. So, so like, so like, if I wanted to go visit Joey right now, I could stand there with my suitcase. Eight hours would pass, and then I would just be at his house. But I would be unconscious for it. That's what I want. I want the ability to just zip over to wherever I need to be. The power of short-term memory loss. There you go. I already have that. Well, I was actually going to say, I, I would like the power of getting eight, eight hours sleep a night. <laughs> oh, don't we all wish we had that? <laughs> well, I was going to say teleportation. Yeah, because I can't, I can't be with all the faff of time, wait, wasting time and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to, I just want to be there. The way that you phrased that was so British. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I want the faff. <laughs> And actually, tonight I'm actually recording an episode on time travel with Leo Allen. So um, maybe oh. I've come back from that, and that's why I've said that. Who knows? How did that? How did that recording so, go? That, that, that was really <laughs> good. <laughs> you've told me you've heard it already. Sorry, Dan. Uh, I with Joey saying that he loves attention and what he wants his powers to be. My brain immediately went to he wants to be Dazzler. It makes sense. I mean which I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dazzler, but she has the ability to convert uh, sound into light energy of varying degrees. So like it could be like superheated or super dense, uh, or it could be used to put on a rock show, which is what she uses most of her power for. She's a, she's a pop queen in the Marvel universe. At first I thought that was a compliment. And then you said the word super dense and I've heard that before <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, Joey. <laughs> But yeah, so we've said they'd be sponsored or they, they'd be monetized. Do we do we think then, I mean, the Spider-Man one's interesting because he's a school kid. So do we think it's, it's got to be extremely tough for kids, right? No, no, no. So in the States now, um, I know he's school aged. I don't really know how to work, but like college uh, football, you know, American football, uh, they can now take sponsorships, which they used to not be allowed to. So probably, I don't know if he'd slide under the same radar as a uh, an athlete would. You know, it's like, this is an episode about what if superheroes are real, not if sponsorships are real. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the logic behind it that we're applying this but to. But I, I think that sport would be null and void. There'd be no point in it because you don't know who's super and who isn't. And let's be real, if there is a superhuman sports league, you're watching that over the non-superhuman <laughs> sports league. Well, I'd have there'd okay. be a superhero Olympics. The Olympics, yeah. Could the, you imagine superheroes? <laughs> so the superhero Olympics. Yeah, that's the hundred meter cover, dash. <laughs> that's another thing they cover in the the boys is they always have like a who is the best speedster race? So like who can do however many laps around a track fastest? Like oh, he did four hundred meters in point two seconds. Hmm. If uh, if you haven't seen the boys, you really should. It's very I, good. It's strongly recommended. Even Slade would like it. Ooh. Are you not seeing that, Slade? I have not. Whenever I hear about the boys on Amazon, you know, not a sponsor, but could be, my first thought <laughs> is uh, Clarkson, May, and Hammond as a trio. <laughs> no, the only TV show Seth Slade has ever watched. Because it's the best thing the BBC has ever produced, and I'll, the stats prove it. Not Red Dwarf. No, no, no. no like, monetary and, like, view count-wise? Yeah, the Grand, or not the Grand Tour, but Top Gear in its heyday. Best thing they ever made. Red Dwarf and Doctor Who are really coming at you, Slade. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Fight my numbers. 
But, yeah, no, no, but watch your boys. Oh, yeah, because I've read the books as well. And um, yeah, the show, they've done a really good job on. But Speedsters, I did have so loosely on topic because I'm absolutely happy going down uh, Eddie Road. But I've had, um, well, what happens in the boys would, would be a real danger. I think we all know that, the opening scene. But I've also got, um, well, in England, they'd be pointless because they'd be at the other end of the country before they've even warmed up. I mean, we're so small. <laughs> I mean, there's no point for a speedster in England, right? Is there a British superhero? There's Captain Britain. Yeah, yeah. Is there really? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Is there? He's really famous and really cool and as, uh, as cool as Captain America. Apparently. apparently. <laughs> Eating no, Captain Britain. And... <laughs> Captain Britain is actually more akin to like Superman than he is Captain okay. America. He just takes the Captain Britain moniker because you need a Captain whatever for your country. <laughs> He's got uh, Brian Braddock. He's superhuman strength, uh, super speed, stamina, durability. He can fly. Um, yeah, he's he's basically a Superman type. And then uh, there's also Spider-Man UK or Spider-UK. I forget how they generalize it, uh, who is um, a protector of the multiverse, which the, the Captain Britain Corps is all of that, too. So if you enlist in the as a superhero in Britain, you also have to protect the multiverse. That That is a caveat to that rule. Okay, so not since Brexit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh... satire. Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one with the 20 foot bar. No, moving on. Right? <laughs> Where do you move on to? <laughs> well, now I'm just going down the rabbit hole of um, British superheroes. So, like, there's also Dane Whitman who made an appearance in Marvel's. Uh, what was the extraordinary in uh, not in humans? What the hell was it? Um, well, Eternals. Cool. That's what it is. He was played by oh, yeah. um, uh, John Snow actor whose name yeah. I'm forgetting. Kit Harrington. That's it. Yeah. Um, he basically just has a cursed sword that allows him to have a Pegasus and cool. Is armor. he the hero or is the sword the hero? It's a legacy. So yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, cool. the, so the sword is the hero. <clears throat> and the basically sword gives that's... him the powers, but he has to do the the right thing with it. So he's essentially He Man, is what you're telling me. He does have the power, except for he's he's <laughs> British, so he's he's he he bloke, um, <laughs> he, he chap, he, he, he bloke chap. from Blighty, right? Um, <laughs> Con- John Constantine, infringement. John Constantine is is British in the comics. He's played by Keanu Reeves in the film, but he's British in the comics. Oh yeah, in that's the true. show, wasn't he? he... Yeah, he, they made him British uh, in the the short-lived Fox series that also yeah. eventually crossed over with the CW shows. Yeah, um, just just add one more thing on speeders, uh, speedsters in England. Speed cameras, so they they be put out of business oh, yeah. by speed cameras. Well, Did- actually, I'm sorry to go back and praise what Slade said. In Top Gear, they proved that if you go 177 miles an hour, you will actually be out of the shot. By the uh, time the camera flash happens, have you ever British traffic? <laughs> that is true, but <laughs> also you... where I live, the council has declared itself bankrupt and can't afford to turn the oh, speed yes. cameras on. So, um, <laughs> so if you know where Joey lives, <laughs> we'll move Birmingham. on. Swiftly. Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you ever hear about the guy who snuck up to one of the speed camera vans, took the uh, the number plates off from it? put those number plates on his own car and then he drove past it at 130 miles an hour <laughs> and wrote himself a ticket <laughs> wow he's a superhero 
super that's what happened. super villain you know i hate the, uh... the sidetrack they tried the speed camera thing here but people kept like destroying the cop cars that had it because that's what they would right. park on the side of the road with the camera or people would just drive by it with like signs and like covering up their own number plates so they couldn't be written a ticket can i refer you back to my previous point of most people would be super villains yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true, a... the 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 temptation to monetize or just completely screw over everyone would be just enormous which is why i i had originally brought up spider-man's origin story being a villain's origin story that eventually swerves because of uncle ben but yeah i i think if you put a practicality to it more often than not people would just be like i need five thousand dollars right now i'm gonna go rob the bank or or maybe <laughs> cryptocurrency would become a thing because having physical do money <laughs> waste of time <laughs> krypton currency <laughs> well played well done on, on a serious point as well though a lot of people would probably also need to be treated for for trauma and and shock right because you know all the destruction yeah. and a lot of the villains i mean in the real world they're not going to live by batman's code of not killing uh, people right so no absolutely not. quite a lot of trauma going on but also um, your whole justice system goes out the window because it's vigilante justice. You are right. determining who's doing something right and wrong by the superhero that is de- that is deciding it. And we all have different moral compasses. Um, I think ours are fairly aligned that Brexit bad. Sorry to go back to there, Dan. Um, <laughs> it's the but, most political episode I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that... Um, that you can't just trust one person's judgment on who is and who isn't. And I don't think crimes are as binary as they are often in, in superhero stuff. You'd need to, you'd need to, I don't know about America. I'm talking purely for Britain because, you know, we don't have the guns here, but, um, but yeah, you'd have to decide what is and what isn't worth fighting. You'd have to decide what isn't worth, isn't worth punishing. It's, um, I think it's far more complex than it, it, it ever comes off in a superhero film. Well, that's also, I think, one of the things in life is things are normally more morally gray than, uh, you know, just black and white good guy versus bad guy. Mm-hmm. But then it is the classic as well. Obviously, like Superman. I, I, well, I was going to say I'm looking at um, Josh's chest, but that sounds bad. But I'm looking, <laughs> for all looking at Josh's man. chest. Sorry. Context, he's got a Superman t- T-shirt on. Like, if Superman was real, then he would be all-powerful, right? So then there's the corruption element, potentially, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Unless he was raised by uh, an infertile couple in Kansas, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I keep going back in my head to the point, though, that you made at the start about the amount of people, because it's true, isn't it? Because in the films, one of the, the things you're always thinking is like, oh, where were all the, the other superheroes at the time? This solo hero is having his 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 adventure. And then when, when it is a, a gang of them, it is almost like the final fight scene. So yeah, you just couldn't have too many. It just, it would be carnage, wouldn't it? Do you think yeah. they would get uh, territorial, right? Over like, no, 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 you can't fight crime here. This is my, you know, jurisdiction or district. Birmingham's mine. You stay out. (laughs) (laughs) Said no one ever. (laughs) Now you're just reminding me of that How I Met Your Mother episode. I think it's in season nine where Marshall's telling stories to his kid on the bus where uh, they tell the story of Barney and the like League of Barneys who have their own territories in New York. (laughs) 
<laughs> More How I Met Your Mother talk than I thought there would be today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's going to be the next episode all of us are on for, right? Is How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> There's a, you know, we're talking about morally gray, uh, you know, things right which i think is more inclined to real life uh the one i brought up earlier there's a villain and big bunny quotes for that called kai chisakid what his goal is to try to make sure that nobody has superpowers ever again and it levels the playing field so everybody's back to just being regular humans do you call that actually a villain or what do you what do you name that you know do you think people would try to like revolt against the superheroes to where there were none there would definitely be a, a very strong section of people that would subscribe to like J. Jonah Jameson style podcasts and uh, where they the superheroes are a menace and it's a conspiracy that these guys exist. Like, why do these people have powers and not you? Uh, like, why aren't you deserving of these powers? So like there, there would be a whole different kind of existential crisis and manipulation of people. Yeah. I don't think they'd be 100% beloved, especially in today's climate, you know, where everybody wants to have oh i have the controversial opinion or you know because they want to seem edgy and cool uh i i don't think they'd be 100 percent beloved like they seem to come off in the movies or the shows sometimes i think yeah they'd the, be the a lot more... superhero thing is is yeah. definitely something that would be tried at like that's those are some of the better captain america stories because like i said earlier i like the boy scout stories but like in my opinion after a really bad run of captain america um Mark Wade took over and he uh, Steve Rogers was Captain America again after a short stint of being old and then trapped in a cosmic cube. And then he fought himself, uh, who was a Nazi, and then he became the only Steve Rogers in the Marvel Universe. He went on like just like a, a self-discovery journey across the country and he ended up in like middle of nowhere, Missouri. And uh, people are like, oh, hey, you're a Nazi now, right? That's cool. And he's like, no, that wasn't me. That was a different me. And uh, it's a whole story of like people turning on him because the narrative shifted based on this alternate version of himself, uh, which obviously is a really out there concept to take into a literal perspective. But in the idea of like someone like Captain America, who is essentially sponsored by the government or at least um, approved by the government as a representative for them, whether or not he actually is it creates a weird schism in, in society where you have people who are like Captain America. He stands for truth, justice, and the American way for lack or for better or for worse. And then you have other people who are like, not my America. And it just. Right. <laughs> right. So you'd, you'd have that part of the public. I don't think it'd be an all benevolent like, uh, you know, like, oh, hooray. You know, Spider-Man showed up. There'd probably be somebody on the street being like, oh, damn it. <laughs> there goes my insurance rates yeah exactly oh, not my car you know what i mean like i just paid it off also with social media there would be no secret identity right because again Ooh, just looking true. at josh because of the superman shirt and he's got the glasses on there'd be a, there'd be an instagram or a, a tweet going out saying this guy doesn't he look like the spitting image of superman but just with glasses on you know I'd, you don't you'd have that going around. i'm thinking even worse the uh the crappy youtube clickbait thumbnail you know two guys pointing or whatever in the corner <laughs> of their mouths open and eyes wide going superman's true identity revealed <laughs> yeah yeah and then it's just them 15 minutes talking about like wouldn't it be crazy if we knew who he was <laughs> The top ten secret identities. Number six will shock you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I feel like social, um, social for... media is a good, a good shout though. 
I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joey. No, 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 that's okay. I think 4chan on Reddit would be the bane of every superhero's existence because <laughs> they'd be like, oh, he's got this mark on his left finger. Well, actually, uh, someone five streets out, and they would they would determine where you are within minutes. This is his actual address, and then yeah. everyone would come and kill you. Yeah, it'd be like the Shia LaBeouf flag thing all over again. Yeah, but, uh, it would. Yeah. Uh, that just reminded me of the the Zack Snyder Justice League costume design where the Flash has fingerless gloves. And I'm just like, he's a forensic scientist. He knows he's leaving fingerprints everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nope, well, he burnt them off. It's okay. There was um, the, so, so slight tangent. When Ozzy Osbourne, before he was in Black Sabbath, um, used to break into people's houses and someone told him he had to wear gloves to protect himself from forensic science and he went out and broke into someone's house wearing fingerless gloves <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the funny thing was based on what josh just said i was sinking down another line and i thought you said norman osborne then norman osborne then <laughs> <laughs> because, because i was thinking yeah if again we were saying about the villains for real well you've got all these mutated ones ones who are like half this and half that like half alligator or whatever mm. and yeah and in real life that's just going to be bizarre. Finding clothes to wear would be awful. Could you imagine? <laughs> just can't get the... trousers that fit me. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine actually going clothes shopping? That'd be a good shout. Like going to a traditional department store or on Amazon, you know, to buy a pair of pants. The like drop down list for the sizes, right? Mm. <laughs> Superhero. Yeah. It would be like small, medium, large, part alligator. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many ways the world would be so different, but I feel like slightly the same, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like just never knowing what's going to happen next. Like that part would never leave your mind. But I, I don't think, I think y'all are right that uh, nobody would congregate in big cities or really popular areas. I think it would make like living in nowhere, you know, more popular. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe your neighborhoods would change to where, you know, instead of everybody's houses being like right on top of each other, everybody's like, there's a safety standard. You have to be at least 200 foot away from your neighbor to make sure, <laughs> you know, a brick doesn't go through their window and hit them. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, would they start making appearances in films like wrestlers did, you know, like The Rock or Jews, or could they make appearances in wrestling? You know, you, you imagine the, the latest Smackdown opens up and Superman, you know, the music hits. <laughs> and Superman the person in the, ring, in the ring literally just cries because they know they're going to get killed <laughs> unless they're Hulk Hogan because he has creative control then he'll still beat Superman that is I true just, <laughs> I, like the, I like the idea and Superman coming in the ring with the chair you know it's completely <laughs> unnecessary but... yeah I was thinking about when John Cena popped up in the Barbie movie that's what came to my mind when you said that you could have any superhero popping up in the most insane different uh, cameos in films. What would be your favorite superhero to pop up in the Barbie movie? Joker. Dazzler. <laughs> Jubilee would be a good one too. Mm. She would make sense in the Barbie movie. Just shoot off some fireworks with her powers. You'd never need CGI effects again. I've not seen Barbie, but would... um. Would Star-Lord do well in it? It feels like that's a character that would probably fit. Well, the movie version, anyway. From from my understanding of the Barbie movie, because I haven't seen it either, I think he might not be a great fit, or he he might be a good fit narratively just because of his views on women. 
well, you guys need to watch the Barbie movie. That's all I'm saying. As soon She's as I can my afford hero. an HBO, as soon as I can afford an HBO subscription again, I'll get on it. <laughs> I was just but, thinking uh, from like comedic, the, the way his characters portray comedic point of view. Okay, I'll have to watch Barbie, and then it'll be what if Barbie's real, and then you're yeah. coming back on for that. <laughs> as as the Barbie expert, um, I would welcome my spot. I'm going to remember <laughs> that when we go to record next. Nice. <laughs> Back on track. Um, <laughs> I guess science would advance massively, right? It depends on how you... I think it depends on how you, these heroes are created. Like uh, like the boys in Invincible, if they're manufactured in certain ways. Like definitely, because like there's a guy in Invincible who clones himself. And he he's super smart, super strong. So there, there are... There is potential for technological advancements. Um, I know the Superman, the animated series, like the DC universe in general is an extraordinarily advanced society while they still try to maintain that it's similar to our own, but like they have intergalactic travel and everything through boom tubes and stuff. Um, so it, they would have Superman to like test on. Uh, but it, eventually if there are like natural born quote unquote uh, superheroes or somewhat manufactured ones like Spider-Man, you know, eventually the scientists or the governments would try to figure out how to weaponize it and advance technology that way. Yeah. I was I thinking like, more, I guess, on the simple level of it, like having to go through a biology class, like if they're natural and like that lesson on genetics. I feel a bit yeah, the like the X-Men style of go, biology. Scientists yeah. would go, well, there's no point. We're <laughs> not going to do that. Come on. And everything else. The arts would go rocket in popularity because no one's bothering trying to replicate superheroes because it just can't be done and also how could you also trust like we know superman's got x-ray vision so how can you trust him that's the benevolent side of things you just gotta you just gotta (laughs) trust that they're being honest with how they're using their powers exactly well let's just hope joey or slade don't get that power who says we don't already that's why joey's been staring at josh's chest this whole time all right I yes, the only like reason somebody's <laughs> watching me, and his name is Joey. Fitz. <clears throat> no comment. <laughs> so we've painted generally a bleak picture, right? Of this, subject. yeah. In general, people are awful, and I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't know that we would have the benevolence to be trusted with these powers, which is probably why we don't have them. Yeah. Um, Dan, before I sense you're trying to wrap up now, um, while we've been talking, I've been looking for a list of real-life superheroes. And there are some real tasty ones. So just a couple of them that I really like. The BBC reported on Angle Grinder Man, a British superhero who (laughs) was a wheel clamp superhero who used an angle grinder to illegally cut wheel clamps off of vehicles which had been clamped by government and parking officials in Kent, London. That was a good I'm, one. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of this man. Mm, me too. Um, well, we we've got something similar now. Oh, go on, sorry. No, no, no. What on. were you going to say? I was going to say about the Blade Runners. Have you? No, not heard of him. You know about the Blade Runners. So for well, for for Joey and Josh and Slade in London, we've had for years a congestion zone where if you drive into that, you have to pay um, a fee. Now and then we've had low emission zone and ultra low emission zone where if your car's particularly polluting, you pay a fee. That's expanded now to encompass basically pretty much all the, the entire area of London by cameras. And there are these people there called Blade Runners who are literally going out and cutting as soon as 
as quick as they're putting these cameras up, people are cutting the cameras That's down incredible. and and collecting them. So they're called Blade Runners. So yeah. So again, are they anti-heroes or heroes? They're heroes. Heroes. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I really liked is um, uh, someone in Queens in America who calls himself Captain Oyster, whose real name is Liam Davenport. Uh, he patrols his Queens neighborhood looking for late night crimes to solve through intimidation and intellectual discourse. <laughs> I feel like those are opposite ends of an intellectual spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, take it up with Captain Oyster, Josh. That's all I'll say. That's a name, ain't it? Captain Oyster. Yeah. There's a squeegee, squeegee man as well, which is quite fun. Fights guns, fights grime and crime in Manhattan wearing a red cape and a mask. He was reported as making a mock run for president in 2008. <laughs> oh man. We need a Lord Buckethead over here. You don't need a Lord Buckethead. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing then for me. I guess we had a film franchise that did try to do like superheroes in real life, didn't we? The um, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah, with Unbreakable and uh, Split. Yeah, Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. Yeah. And I kind of like that take. I kind of like... Well, I, I really enjoyed Unbreakable. There's also the, the kick-ass movies uh, based on the Mark Miller comics. Yes. Super. Super is a good one if you've not seen that. It's Rain Wilson and his power is hitting people with a wrench. That's a James Gunn movie as well, so Guardians of the Galaxy tie-in. It's a very good film. Didn't Will Smith do one as well? Oh, yeah, Hancock. Is it H- Hitch? Oh, Hancock. Sorry. Hitch is yeah, very that different. That um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd recommend Hitch over Hancock. <laughs> Slade, what was the last superhero you movie you watched? Um, I guess the first Avengers movie. Oh, wow, you've seen one. I have, I've, the only bit I remember is the Hulk beating up Loki, if that's the right one I'm thinking of. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's the only bit that sticks with me when he goes, Tiny God or whatever it Puny is. Puny God, it, yeah. Because it's really funny. It's a really funny bit. I'm so I, genuinely I actually, surprised that you've seen <laughs> it. I was actually just thinking about that movie because I went uh, by Woodfield, which is a suburb of Chicago today, and uh, I got to see an early screening of Avengers in 2012. And uh, I, I remember I got in because I was wearing my Captain America hoodie. So I, I got to see that movie in its entirety uh, like a month and a half before it actually hit theaters. And that was really cool. Nice. Oh, I've, I think I've got one more valid point other than, uh, sorry, I, I just loved how Joey's eyes lit up then when you said Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <Really>. Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, you'd have everyone would be literally, I'm Team Cap, I'm Team Iron Man, I'm Team Spider-Man, wouldn't it? The, the, the Twitter would just be even more toxic than it is now, right? As it is with sports. You see on somebody's bio, everything, and then it's just like, hashtag Team Cap or whatever. Mm. Yeah. I still do that with Lewis every now and then because uh, he's Team Iron Man, and no, sorry, Team Cap all the way. Right, well, I've actually run out of stuff to say now. Is there anything else anyone had on this subject? No, that's... I think that's all I got. I, I'd like to say this is a really good conversation about what if they were real. Joey, you, f- you look like you have something else to say, though. Just that it would be a bleak, more bleak hellscape than we already live in. So Yeah, um... yeah we just don't want them having a bad day. <laughs> I always like to look at it that every day we're doing a little better. You keep telling yourself that, Slade. You, I, it yeah. Keeps, it keeps Slade's me positive. got the benevolence today. <laughs> <laughs> As long as they stay away from podcasting, Luke. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, oh my gosh. Because you a superhero podcast? 
There you go, Dan. You that's your that's your that's your power is podcasting, right? <laughs> but when you upload an episode, it like immediately everybody's phone starts playing it. It'd be like oh, you know, when Apple put U two on everyone's phone, and everyone was like, about that. "Everyone was like, you two are a bunch of assholes." It'd be like this episode has come up, and everyone go, "Well, I'm never going to listen to that." It's... But it, the episode did get 3.2 billion downloads, so it and, doesn't uh, matter. An average of less than one star, which no one thought was physically possible. <laughs> I feel like I want to finish this episode by saying. <laughs> <laughs> You can't see it, but Dan accidentally unplugged his headphones. <laughs> you remember the the whole my superpowers podcasting? I think that's just dismissed that. I managed to get the, the headphone lead wrapped around my leg, and, and that, that's the second time I've done that this week in a podcast. I feel like I want to say, "Oh well, the moment's gone now." No, um, no God, I feel like right, I want to finish this by saying, "Are you a superhero, or do you need? Do you know one? If if so, get in touch with Casting Views, and we'll we'll get you one." <laughs> Was it worth unplugging your headphones for, Dan? No, no, no. I was that angry with you all, basically. That's what it is. I was that angry. I, I don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, no, thanks for coming on. It's definitely been a, it's been a ride. Josh, do you just want to plug plug your? I was going to say plug yourself. Do you want to plug your your pod? In I your use socials? wireless headphones, so I don't have to worry about plugging in my headphones. Dan. Yeah, that's a smart. That's a smart move. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can find Talking Smack on all your favorite podcatchers. Uh, we're uh, red and yellow banner because there are other Talking Smacks out there, but we're the only one that talks superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. Uh, you can find us on all social media platforms that I am aware of at the moment at Talking Smack Pod. Uh, Smack is S M A C, and yeah give us a listen please thank you yeah if you, if you want to hear about superheroes but done properly yeah please do listen to, to talking smack joey and slade i'll let you two fight it out 10 bucks says joey hands it off to slade Slade, yeah. he just has he already has yeah, yeah. It, oh i already knew do you do you want to go and do, do two blokes from blighty before i do the whole no you should listen to that it's dreadful okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i listened to that before i listened to my own podcast <laughs> Well, I'm going to say, listen to uh, Two Blokes from Blighty. It's one of my favorites. So. You can find Joey and I over at the Game Club Pod on all your favorite podcast providers and those sketchy ones behind the back alley, you know, trying to convince you superheroes are real. <laughs> Beyond that, you can find Joey on his own separate show with Two Blokes from Blighty, where him and Tim shoot the shit for about an hour every Wednesday, which is uh, great fun. And then you can find me coming back soon for an uh between two pods which have also had uh josh and dan on which is uh good fun it's like a little interview show takes place for however long they want to talk josh now has our longest episode ever at about two and a half hours so i feel like, like that was by design by the way that was not intentional on my behalf uh, it, it it was intentional anyways <laughs> so you can find us there you can find me at slade plays games on twitter twitch any list you can find me at slade plays games with a Z because i uh did a typo when signing up for blue sky and you can find me at slate's life on instagram while joey mocks me and make sure you listen to just football <laughs> i love that you're not gonna do two blokes no, from life, joey. really i think if it doesn't sell itself by saying it's absolute drivel you're not gonna enjoy it <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you where to listen to cast reviews because you already are so thank you do get in touch with me um 
Casting Views across all socials, castingviewspod at gmail.com if you've got an idea or if you want to appear. Oh, there you go. That's a rhyme. I can, I can end the show with that. It's a catchphrase. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Make uh, sure you write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> My superpower isn't memory at the moment. I'll tell you. Um, yeah. Cheers for joining us and we'll see you next week. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get